I'm so nervous. I, I don't know what to say. I, I'm don't, really you know what? Here's the funny thing, right? Here's the funny thing <laughs> that everyone starts off nervous and then like within five minutes, we're all chatting like we're old friends because, you know, if you listen to the show before, that's kind of the way it plays. So I, yes. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I know I am completely terrifying in every way, shape and form, uh, but <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be fine, I promise. Now, yeah. did you want to just tell me what's going on? Did you want to read the email? What's your, what's your pleasure? Uh, right. I, I'm not sure. I guess I should just read the email and go from there. Sure. Okay. I just reread it and I'm kind of repeating myself. Um, well, okay. you know, if it's a crime to repeat yourself on this show, um, <laughs> I'm going to go to jail forever. <laughs> okay. Um, dear Stefan, I wanted to reach out to you as I feel like I am ready to move past my childhood trauma, and you are probably the only person that I feel can understand. I do not believe in therapy, and I would like to talk about my childhood trauma and want to figure out how to let go of that memory. I feel isolated and alone and unsure of how to move on, and I would like your help in figuring it out. I am a Jamaican woman who, at 11 years old, moved to Japan with my mother and stepfather. I haven't left Japan since and never been back to Jamaica. They immediately divorced upon moving to Japan and my mother abandoned me here with my Japanese stepfather to take care of me. But he was an abusive man. I lived in constant fear of being kicked out of his house as he was not legally obliged to keep me as a to keep me as I was never adopted. I was living in a country where I did not speak the language, did not belong in, was not allowed to attend school freely, lacked education and kept falling behind year after year. I eventually learned Japanese once I was near graduating from high school, but I had not learned much because of my lack of Japanese up to, up to that point, and the system just ignored me as I was a foreigner. At 17, I was told to leave school as my stepfather remarried, and I was told to go live with his girlfriend in another city. I began working from then and was eventually uh, I began work sorry I began working from from then and was eventually kicked out of that home because of my complete lack of education and being illiterate I could not find a job this has been a struggle since I had to work hard to learn to read and to relearn English so I could so I could get a job. I to this day live with feelings of isolation as I feel I don't belong here. The constant fear and abuse I face as a child keeps affecting my life and my current mental health and I would like help moving on. To be more detailed for my life, I would like to add this bullet point bullet this bullet point outline of my life. Should, should I read the bullet points too? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, if you don't mind, I think that would be good, yeah. Okay. 
Um, I am 32, 32 years old now. Um, my parents got divorced immediately upon moving to Japan with me. I was 11 years old at the time, attending sixth grade. I was forced to live with my Japanese stepfather until high school. I got put into a Japanese school from sixth grade and I was unable to speak the language and was unable to learn anything and they didn't know what to do with me. I was just attending, but I was ignored. Compounding this issue, I also lacked any basic education from early childhood as I did not attend school in Jamaica at all. I did not attend kindergarten to sixth grade. The next bullet point. I was always afraid my stepfather would throw me away because I was a burden to him. As he would sometimes threaten to kick me out. I was living with him from sixth grade to high school. I was verbally and sexually abused during the time I was living with him. At the home, I was completely ignored and verbally and sexually abused. I was forbidden to go out with friends and have a boyfriend. When I was in school, the teachers on the first day of sixth grade upon me arriving to Japan acknowledged that I can't do basic math and they told my parents, but my mother just yelled at me and didn't help. I ended up just going to school as if nothing was wrong. I remember I wanted to complain back to my mother because while I was in Jamaica, I wasn't going to school at all because of her. So how could I know anything? I completely lack any basic education in any subject, including math and English. I was illiterate, but I couldn't tell them as I was afraid. Next. I Sorry, managed, do you mean them mm -hmm. being the school? Uh, that them being my parents, on also okay. and also the school too, because right, right. they okay. didn't. Yes. I just, just so you know, like as you speak, my heart <laughs> is breaking into a thousand pieces. But we'll we'll send out the scouts and pull them all back together to, to help you out in the convo. But this is like a, a, a shockingly and astonishingly tragic and awful story, and like just. <laughs> You know, human being to human being, my heart completely goes out to you. So, uh, but but keep going. I'll I'll hold it together. Okay, thank you. Um, I managed to make it to middle school, but I kept falling behind. I didn't know what to do, and as they just ignored me, so I just kept going to school as if nothing was wrong. At that point, I still didn't know how to do basic math or anything. I still could not speak Japanese well enough. In the next. I was able to speak Japanese by the end of high school, but I am years behind. I still couldn't do basic math until very recently in my life. Now I don't have a family and I am an orphan and I don't know my mother or stepfather anymore. My stepfather disappeared. He kicked me out of his house after he remarried and took me out of school when I was 17. 
He kicked me out because his mother and wife found out that he was sexually abusing me. They wanted me out of the house, but he thought that it was it would be better if I would live with his girlfriend. The wife and his mother found out because she read my diary and they got mad at me. That's when they decided to send me to live with his girlfriend as the wife and the grandmother did not want me there anymore. I never finished high school. After being removed from school, my stepfather sent me to live with his um, so I said girlfriend earlier, but it's a uh, mistress slash business partner. Uh, okay, it, yes. I'm going to need a chart on the wall here, you know, <laughs> yes, with like those threads right. going it's from place to place. place. <laughs> but uh, I'm, I think I'm following so far. Okay, no, no more wrinkles. That's it. No more, no more soap opera things. Like the, just, just keep going, and and we'll we'll hang in there. But no, sorry, please go ahead. We uh, sent me to live with his uh, mistress slash business partner in the city I currently live in to this day. I also lived with the same rules, forbidden to make friends or boyfriends, threatened to be kicked out again. Okay, I live with his mistress business partner for three or four years. While living with her, I worked at his company, a distribution company. And then at 20 years of age, because I had not gone to school, I was afraid I could not do basic math, such as multiplication and division. I didn't feel safe telling my stepfather, as he would say it was too late. So I also ignored it. I figured I, could, I couldn't live like this anymore. I asked if I could go to school again and they refused. Even if, I pay, even if I paid for it myself, they refused to let me go to school. Now by school here, do you mean mm -hmm. what they would call college or university or some sort of technical thing? Oh, like a cram school. I was thinking at that point because what is a cram school, a cram school is like after school. Okay. After, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my stepfather had crazy rules I needed to follow, such as me being forbidden for, from having any kind, any friends dating or going to school. If I did, he threatened to have me kicked out. Okay. Next. At one point, I decided to ignore these ru rules and I found a boyfriend online, as I thought that was my only way out. At 21 years old, I realized I couldn't do this anymore. I couldn't as I realized time kept getting behind. The day I decided I wasn't going to atten pay attention, I went on a date date when I came back when I came back home from my date my stepfather and his mistress slash business partner kicked me out of the home and told me to leave and gave me my passport and said I couldn't come back and that they would ship me my things 
I was very traumatized and I didn't have a place to stay. And my boyfriend at the time helped me set up an appointment apartment where I could stay. The boyfriend was a 56-year-old married man. I then started working at a hostess club, a job my boyfriend helped me get as I was interested in, interested in it. And I worked for two years. This was a terrible experience because I wasn't welcome there. I was getting abused by the clients every day as I was a foreigner slash black woman and I didn't know know what to do so I just bore it for two years. And at one I'm sorry to interrupt, but yes. can you tell me a little bit what is what is a hostess club? Um it's like a gen, gen gentleman's bar where uh, men come to drink and then um, women, a, a lady will sit beside you and uh, drink with you. Oh, so the women drink with the men so that the men will buy drinks and then I guess yeah. tip the women, that kind of thing? Yes, no, no tipping, no tipping, but it's very, it's very high end. Um, just, okay. we just need to get them to drink. It's a, uh, you have, it's like 50,000 just to sit and then after that, um, you have to pay for the alcohol and champagne and stuff like that. Okay, got it. Okay, where was I? Um, Sorry, I keep throwing you off, but... Uh, uh, it's down. okay, I, I have it in front of me. Um, uh, foreign uh, I, as I was a foreign black woman and I didn't know what to do, so I just bore it for two years and at one point I couldn't so I had to stop clients are rich people attending a high-end club where they were abusive towards me since they did not believe I fit in they said it was against the rules to have a black person in a high-end club okay next I couldn't get another job here as I am a foreigner here and the only jobs available for foreigners is being an English teacher. And at the time, I couldn't speak English very well as I never went to school for English and was around Japanese since I was 11 years old. I am very depressed and isolated and got more depressed and suicidal. I got on welfare as I couldn't work. Okay. I should keep going. Hello? Uh, yes, please. Go ahead. Okay. okay. At this time, I am still depressed. Spent over a year trying to get out of the welfare situation I was in. Now I was 24 years old. I met a Japanese guy while I was trying to find someone because I was isolated. But here in Japan, it's not easy to find a partner. Eventually, I found a guy online. I told him I couldn't do division. He told me to go to Kumon, a kid's class, but adults could attend. I learned multiplication and division while there. He changed my life. I didn't know it was that simple. I was still on welfare at this time, but I moved and I was now living in the apartment I am still in to this day. I was on welfare and the money wasn't enough for me to go to school. 
I had a cash card loan before I was on welfare, $3,000, and kept taking money and putting it back in circle of taking out a loan to pay a loan. It took years because I was starting from scratch. I used the money to go to school and I, didn't, I did that for two years, living off that loan for two years. I was going to school to learn basic math and Japanese as well. After those two years, I, I was mentally in a better place and I applied to teaching jobs. But I did not speak English or have a high school diploma at the time. I was basically stuck as I didn't graduate high school, so I studied English on my own. I am to this day still attending schools, studying English, math, and Japanese, improving my basic English, math, English, and Japanese skills. After three or four years, I applied to a computer class. Eventually, at 27 years old, I got my first teaching job. Once a week, and the money wasn't enough. I wanted to pay back my loan as I no, I no longer could cycle the payments anymore. I couldn't take out another loan to pay the loan. Now I am 20 years old, 28 years old. I started escorting to pay back my loan as I didn't have enough money and to keep going to school. To this day, I am still attending school and escorting. I financially got better after escorting. I also got a better teaching job. From 20 year, 28 years old, I was doing better financially. I was making uh, $1,500 to $2,000 a month from teaching. And then I was also making escort money around $3,000 to $5,000 monthly. Doing that to this day until I lost that teaching job due to COVID. COVID has affected me financially and, and my mental health. After COVID, I lost my teaching and escort jobs before I was making $50,000. But that drops to a thousand for escorting, and there has not been any improvements to this day. That money mostly now comes from a client who became my boyfriend. I met a boyfriend at 28 who changed my life. He was a client and still is like my past boyfriend. He he is married. He is a 54 year old but it is currently different since we became more of a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship. In a sense, I am his mistress. He still supports me financially every month with $1,000 a month. I am still seeing other clients, but due to recent hardships, I lost the teaching job and my boyfriend. However, due to my previous earnings, I was able to put myself into university. Thank you for reading this, and I hope to hear back from you. Okay, I think I finished. Well, how do you feel? How do you feel reading going through that? Uh, uh, I'm I'm trying not to be emotional. 
why are you trying not? Why are you trying not to be emotional? There's a lot to be emotional about here. Yes, but I, I, I just, I'm, I'm a very shy person. I, I just don't like to be emotional. I'm trying to. Right. <laughs> when, yeah, I listen, wrote, when I wrote, when I wrote it, it's totally uh, fine with me. If, if, if you, if you feel emotional, if you feel, feel passionate, it's totally fine with me. You don't have to, obviously, right? But if you there, if it's there, it's, it's no problem for me. My heavens, like, what a tale, what a story. It was My hard gosh. to put together. I thought it might be confusing. No, no, I, I, I get it. I get it. Um, okay. What were the hardships that cost you your boyfriend? Um, well, basically, he said, basically, he cannot afford my monthly allowance anymore. Oh, okay. That's the reason. So your mother was, like, full-on black Jamaican. Was your father ethnically Japanese or some other Oh, no, ethnicity? no, no, fully black. Um, that's me in the picture, you see. My sky ah, okay, picture. Okay. Yes. Got it. Um, okay. Yes, I'm, I am full black. My both my now, uh, biological parents are full black Jap um, right. Jamaican. I mean, ne next obvious question for me, at least, <laughs> and maybe you know, maybe you don't know. Maybe why did they move to Japan? What? I mean, Jap Japanese mm -hmm. culture has its strengths, but welcome welcomingness to other ethnicities, particularly blacks, is not super high. Uh, the strengths <laughs> of the Japanese culture, if, yeah. if I may say yes, so. Yes, it's not. Yes. Um, well, they moved back to Japan because my stepfather was Japanese. They got married uh, in Jamaica, and I guess maybe he just wanted to move back to his country. Okay. Yes. Okay. So, so was your stepfather, your stepfather was Japanese? Yes, Japanese, right? my stepfather okay. is Japanese, Japanese. Mm. Do you know the story of your dad, your biological dad? Uh, my biological, oh, I recently got a... Um, no, like four years ago, I got a message from someone that saying who is my aunt and that he died of a heart, heart attack. Oh, so okay, I'm he, sorry to hear that. apparently he died, uh, four years ago, right. but I, I right. don't really know him. So it's, it didn't really, I didn't really feel anything because I don't really know the man. Like you, you don't have any memories of the guy from when you were little, right? I mean, yes, but I he was abusing me too. I think it's a, also a cultural thing to beat beat on your child in Jamaica. I I, I think it is yeah. because I hear it a lot. So I guess it's a cultural thing. But yes, I was getting. Well, I mean, beat. Uh, and uh, sorry to interrupt, but like a, a total alarm thing that I've been trying to raise for years with some of the studies that say, you know, like half of black girls report being yes. raped by black relatives before yes. they turn 18. Yes. Now, I don't it's know how very... rigorous that all is, but there's a cultural thing there as well, which is this, this sort of predation on right. children. It's right. just a, it's, it's, horrifying. Sad. it's sad. Yes. Mm. Uh, uh, but then, of so then your stepdad mm. was also sexually abusing or, or molesting you, right? Yes. <laughs> My gosh. And and your mom. My mom. It's your biological mom. Yes. She just cut and ran. She just bailed and, and ran when, when they, you said they got divorced right after you got yes, to Japan. Yes, we got to Japan. She stayed maybe, I don't know, for like two, three months. And then she started, she wanted to go back to Jamaica because she she said she, she couldn't live in Japan. Doesn't fit. She She couldn't fit in. And, uh, no, she did. She 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 didn't speak Japanese or anything oh, like that, right? Oh, obviously, no, no. Yeah, well, I don't. Yeah, maybe she learned it when she got together no, with your stepdad or whatever. No, but. no. So, 
Uh, I mean, you know, fundamental question. She also left me because she thought I would have a better life here and that if she took me to Jamaica, she wouldn't be able to take care of me anyway. Why not? Well, in Jamaica, women, they don't really have jobs, especially back in the the days, maybe 10 years ago, it was still not developed. So I don't think, women, yeah, I don't think, unless you have a degree, Usually, in, I, I, if I remember clearly, like they live, like five or six people will live in the same house, and usually there's one person with a degree and has a good job. So basically, that one person supports the other family, supports everyone. I think that's the structure there over there. But I don't remember. No, no. I mean, I, I get that. I, you know, part of me thinks that mm. okay, well, couldn't she just find some guy and. She did find some guy, but uh, that's why she left too. She was uh, calling some guy from Jamaica. Oh, she had a, she had a boyfriend when she was married to your stepdad, and then because she was, she there's, said there's a she lot was, of overlap here. I know. Can't, can't, can't these people color within the lines? I know. Okay, sorry. <laughs> she, um, she said sorry. she was apparently she was unhappy living in Japan and unhappy with my stepfather. So so then she's got this boyfriend, and I assume. Mm. That she and the boyfriend said, or maybe the boyfriend said, listen, I want you, but I don't want your daughter. Like, I don't want the daughter from the other guy. And so she's like, no, 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 there's a good life for you here in Japan. I'm heading back for my boy toy or something like that. (laughs) I, well, I was a child, so I wasn't let in into the story. But I saw her crying over the phone, talking to some guy in Jamaica. And my right. stepfather found out with the phone bills, so that's when things got rocky. Oh, so he found out that she was on the phone a lot to Jamaica, and yes. maybe it came out about the guy. Okay. Yes. Now, did you? Did you? You said your mom's not in your life anymore. Did you stay in touch with her after mm-hmm. she left, or did she stay in touch with you? I guess is a better way to put it. Uh, she tries to contact me, but uh, to be honest, I don't know who she is, so it, it kind of just feels weird. It feels like I'm getting a message from a stranger, so... Well, and she left you uh, to the tender mercies of a child molester. Well, you know, I, I... That's, that's but, about as bad as things could be, isn't it? <laughs> Right. Yes. Yes. She, no. Listen. If I'm wrong mm. about anything in your life, you just tell me, and I'll <laughs> I'll follow your lead because I'm I'm sort of bouncing into your life here. So mm-hmm. you know anything that I say, you can just tell me, dude. That's totally wrong, or you mm. know maybe not, dude, but whatever, <laughs> whatever works for you. She but, she but, left me because I would have a better life in Japan. Uh, at the time, Jamaica wasn't was not developed or anything or anything. Okay. So l- that's let me why. ask you this though. Let me uh, let me uh, ask you this. Mm. Like, given what you know now. Yes. Looking back, it's hard to imagine that she was right. Mm, to be honest, like I knowing, do think knowing she's all the right. Diffi- mm. Well, knowing all the difficulties in Jamaica, but leaving you in a country with a molester mm. where you don't speak the language, mm. like, and there's not a whole lot of fitting in that's going on for you, right? Right. And so... I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, it's a real theoretical question, but to me, it's not totally clear cut that, oh, it's a better life for you in Japan. But I'll have a worse life in Jamaica. How do you know? Because uh, I mean, it's. Financially, uh, maybe, but. Yes, and I'd probably have to do prostitution. 
Um, which I which I am or anyway, but <laughs> right. So that that <laughs> you've done the division, right? That's a denominator <laughs> that kind of washes out, right? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. So so you're I mean, with your stepdad, and I find it astounding. Yes. That you're you're in the you're in the Japanese school. You don't speak Japanese. You don't speak English, really. Yes. And they would they just push you forward every grade, just like yeah, off you go. Let's go to the next one. Exactly. That's how Japan is. Um. Uh. Even if you're behind significantly, they just push you up. They wow. they don't uh, let uh, students uh, stay behind, even if they're not doing well. And. They don't have that. Kind I'm trying of to. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find any decency, which is probably impossible. Like in this horrible stepfather of yours, did he take any interest in you know here's just tossing you a book on Japanese or or like did he coach you at all on or, or was it just like you're totally on your own as far as trying to learn the language and fit in? Yes, I was completely on my own. I tried to reach out to him after a while, but um, he would just say, it's, it's too late. You're already in high school and you don't know division multiplication. And of course, he took no ownership for any of that, right? Yes. Wow, I'm so sorry. That's, I mean, that is such a... <laughs> Surreal is is a word that doesn't capture the emotional brutality and horror of the situation, but surreal yes. is a word that just kind of pops into my head. Like it's almost like living this this never ending dream slash nightmare of <laughs> just kind of drifting through the days like a like a balloon bouncing through a house and and no progress, no connection, no friendships, exactly, no knowledge. Like it's it's. I mean, they, the days must have blurred together something fierce. Yes, I would usually try to stay at school as long as I can, I could, and leave the house early as I could because I just I couldn't I I couldn't stay there. Yeah, well, I I know that one. It's like mm -hmm. people are like, "Hey, you're really into extracurricular activities." It's like, yes, the big <laughs> one know. is not going home. Yes, yes, I would come oh, the early. Com computer lab, I'm in. A swim team, totally, <laughs> yes, absolutely. Water polo, oh doing. yeah, I love getting wet. <laughs> That's what I was yeah. doing in mid right, right. middle school, yeah. <laughs> so the boyfriend thing, is that because he wanted in this horrible, vile way, like he wanted to keep you for himself? The boyfriend uh, as, as, a molester, as in, or, yeah. uh, you mean my stepfather? I know everything. Yeah, yeah, your stepfather's ban on, on dating. Exactly. So that's something I cannot grasp myself. I but I think maybe he sees me as his woman or something. Yeah. Yes. Well, I mean, I think. Because. Sorry, just I, I started to interrupt. Something just yes. sort of popped into my head here, which is, I guess his concern is mm. this: that if you get a boyfriend, yes, then obviously you're going to have some challenges with sexuality, right? Because of the molestation. When you right. were a child, so you're going to have these challenges with sexuality, and the boyfriend is going to notice if if things progress to that direction, mm. then he's going to say, "What's up? What's going on?" And then if you tell him, 
boom, like his secret is out, your stepfather's secret is out, and then what happens, right. who knows, right? Right, right. And I think, yes, that's why he didn't want me to have friends. I think they all, he probably also wanted me to be dependent on him because I would offer that I would pay for school on my own and try to go to after school so I can at least learn basic math. But they would uh, literally refuse that I do that. Right. Okay. That I, I so then when, Sorry. Go ahead. Mm. I, I just couldn't understand why. They, mm. Well, it's it's almost like he wanted to keep you a child. A child, maybe. Yes. Yeah, because a child doesn't know multiplication, doesn't like a little kid, right? So it's almost like because that was his horrible sexual desire or or his creepy fetish or whatever. Like <sighs> maybe he wanted to keep you a child. Mm. In, the, in that way, and also keep you, as you say, crippled and dependent. Right, but then, but then, of course, he says, oh, stay crippled and dependent, and then he's, like, kicking you out into the wild exactly, world right, when exactly. he finds out about the boyfriend. Exactly. Right. Now, the, so you, the first man, I think, was he 54, the married guy that you first My dated? My first online after high boyfriend. School? Uh, right, right. Yes, after they kicked me out and after a couple of years. So I think I was around 20, 24, 23 at the time. Yes, I found right. a boyfriend online. Well, was not a boyfriend, Japan? a guy, a guy. Oh, yes, yes. So he was like a Japanese guy with a wife, but he's got you as his mistress, right? Yes. It's okay. very, it's actually very common here. It's actually not even taboo. Yes. Now, just sorry. One other thing. I mean, more more than one other thing. But Mm -hmm. with the gentlemen's club that you worked at, you said that the customers were abusive, but they like. But you still worked there, right? So was it that they enjoyed abusing you, or was it that there was new customers? I mean, it seems odd that if the customers quote hate you, that you would continue to work there. Well, I was okay with some of some of the clients. Some of the clients would accept me, but like 60% of the the clients did not accept. So I didn't I I just tried to get along with the ones I already get along, but obviously I still have to talk to the ones that are very abusive. Right. Right. Okay. So, and I I still didn't have a, a basic education or a diploma, so I was scared to leave as well. Right, I didn't right, know what I could, would do. Okay, so let, let me under, uh, help me understand something. Because yes. from the outside, I don't want to speak for everyone, just sort of my own personal mm. experience, There, there is a great and loud cry that comes out from my innards. And, and you can tell me how this is insane of me. Okay. But the cry goes something like this. Yes. Why are you still in Japan? <laughs> right, I knew you would say that. <laughs> it's, you know, it's it's a collective question. It comes up for me like a volcano. I won't do it again because it'll hurt my throat. But, but why? I mean, I understand that this is your home for, you know, more than two decades now, right? Exactly. And, and this Japanese. is the only country I know. Right. But I mean, but the fact that you speak uh, English and Japanese is of significant value elsewhere in the world. I mean, obviously you've thought about it, but just sort of step me through the process of. I mean, have you traveled to Jamaica or, or to other countries to? Never, to see? I've never left Japan. You've never left. Yes, I've only okay. went to Korea, like the neighbor. 
Yes, that's right. like a two-hour flight. <laughs> so right, basically, right. Japan. Uh, well, I don't know that you want to tell the Koreans that. <laughs> oh. but, uh, okay. Um, no, but I mean, you must have thought, have you thought, I know that there have been money issues, right? There was welfare, yes. there was a $3,000 loan, and I, I get all of that. Yes. But I mean, you must have been tempted or thought or thought about it. I mean, have you? Have yes, you... I've, I've thought about it. But then again, to where? To, I, I don't have anything to go back to. I, I don't have a family in Jamaica, and Jamaica is not a developed country, so... What kind of work or life would I have? Well, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, it would be exactly. a, a visit kind of thing, right? A visit. Mm. I mean, I'm sure I'd like it for vacation, but living, I'm not so sure. Right. Because I, I, I mean, have I, I, a I lot think of you'd Jamaican be better off than friends. a lot of. I think you'd be better off than a lot of the people in Jamaica, just because of your experiences and so on. But. Um, again, I, 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 I have no capacity to give any advice, obviously, in this kind of thing. I'm just kind of curious what also, your thoughts I'm have been about Also, I'm not sure I can function in a third world country anymore. I, it just, I don't know. I'm You're not used sure. to like tidy subways and right, right, okay. <laughs> yes. Right, right. Uh, yeah, so... And you're used to feeling like a giant, um, no, I'm just kidding. I don't know how to <laughs> Right, okay. So, okay, so, so you're 32, is that right? Right now, I'm 32. I've been, yeah, still going to school. Right. Mm -hmm. And uh, you, did you f finish the computer science thing? The computer uh, computer class. That was just, you know, basic uh, IT, uh, um, computer stuff and Word, Excel, Access, okay. stuff, stuff like that. And I finished right. it, yes. And I still go to math class and Japanese class. And I still take English lessons. All right, this. so let's pretend. Mm -hmm. Let's pretend for a moment that I have a magic wand. Ooh. A magic wand. A magic mm -hmm. magic wand. Okay, and I can I can wave my magic wand, and you can get the life that will make you the happiest. Right. Let's say over the course of this conversation, pixie mm -hmm. dust flows across the internet mm -hmm. and gives you the power of wishing. Right. What will your life look like if you have magic? What's magic. your ideal? <laughs> A man in my life, a man who loves me. That's the only wish I have. A man who really likes me and a single man. Hopefully and not would... in his 50s. <laughs> yes, hopefully you not. Know, in I, his... I don't mean to diss guys in their 50s because I'm looking <laughs> in the mirror, but, you know, I mean, that's you, your, your age gap is a quarter century or 30 years plus so far, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Um... So you would like a guy... Uh, to to get married to to settle down do you want to have kids to settle What's your down ideal? kids uh no i i do not want kids unless he is super rich no i i just can't you know we're gonna have risk. a fight now right now kids <laughs> kids kids you know me and kids right i don't know if you've heard the shows yes. i'm just gonna keep repeating kids until you buckle down and agree no i'm kidding i'm kidding no uh, no I, listen I given your childhood kids. i can I see i do want kids it's just that i don't have a family so if any let's say i have a child and then my father dies my husband dies like where am i going to go you need help from the family as well but you're not gonna well first of all you know japanese men are undead right like they can't be killed <laughs> Like they, and it's not as bad as Japanese women, but they're basically the bulletproof. Worst. Right, but I'm I sorry? have to, as a woman, I have to think of the worst scenario because I'm the one who carries the burden. I'm the one that gets pregnant, 
and basically crippled oh, I, for a year. <laughs> I, crippled, that's a delightful way to put the glories of pregnancy. No, I get where you're coming from. But I mean, okay, look, that that's where you would have, I mean, you would have your husband's family, right? Yes. I mean, they're not going to vanish from their kids, like your kids' lives, Hopefully. Like if, if the father dies. But still, I'm still in a vulnerable position. I don't want to put myself in like that. I'll be vulnerable. Right. Also, since your boyfriends have been 25 to 30 years older, thinking about them dying is not as crazy as if they were your age, right? Yes. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so settle down for sure. And yes. uh, so with a husband, maybe kids. Thin edge maybe of the wedge. Kids, just, yes. just, uh, maybe kids if he's like if he, super healthy or something like super that. Super healthy, okay. super, yes, financially stable, then I, I, I guess I could take the risk. But I don't want to. Yeah. So I, I don't know what it is in, in yen, but what do you mean by financially stable? Are you talking like mega rich, upper middle class, middle class? Mm, upper middle class, I would... Uh, uh, What's the U.S. Uh, equivalent of what? What he would make. Five. So 10 million is... Uh, 10 million yen is probably isemon in Japanese. Look so... at you doing your math and everything. <laughs> I'm so glad you went to those classes because I'd have to take off my shoes to calculate this one. So anyway, go on. Uh, around, ideally around 3 million to 5 million. So 30 million, sorry. 30 million to 50 million, ideally, a year. Uh, that's yen, right? That's, I thought that was dollars, 30 million. Yeah, 30 dollars. million to 50 million dollars a year. Uh, that's mm. a little bit more than upper middle class. Right. So, yes, that's what I would like if I'm to have kids. Right. Okay. And what is the dating market like in Japan? Well, you. I mean, I know a lot of the mm -hmm. Japanese don't want kids. They've got a whole bunch of Western propaganda that's like anti-kids, and, and this is one of the reasons why their birth rate is so low. But what is the dating market like if you want, like, a husband rather than to be a mistress? I've been, I used to try before escorting. That's what I was always trying to do, but I couldn't find any. As a Western woman, you can't uh, find a, a man here. They, they're not open dating outside their race hmm. yes now i mean there's obviously that's a blanket statement is there i mean there must be a small number of, of japanese men who would be willing to date outside their race is it just so rare that it's like not possible it's not yes yes it's definitely rare extremely rare that's why most female westerners they usually go back after year and uh, men stay Me men can find a woman a Japanese woman, but it doesn't work the other way around. Hmm. Mm. Interesting. So you hardly see it. So this brings me back to my original primal cry. <laughs> <laughs> are, you, are you ready? You can step back from the, the headset. Okay. So okay. if the ideal life for you is impossible in Japan, mm. why are you still in Japan? I know I should leave, but then again, I'd have to start my life over from scratch in a new country. It's just, that just sounds so hard. I've been running my whole life. I'm going to have to climb another mountain. It just sounds exhausting because I'm already exhausted. But you, you, but, 
No, listen, and I I appreciate that, and I'm I'm not trying to diminish all of the immense and enormous suffering that you've gone through. For which, again, my heart goes out enormously. It's it's brutal what you've gone through, my friend. It really is just absolutely appalling in every every conceivable way. But if the ideal life that you want, yes, is not possible in Japan, yes, then you have to change your ideal, or you have to leave Japan. I mean, these are things I'm sure you know. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to paint as, as stark a picture as as possible. I know, I know. That's what everyone uh, keeps telling me. Yes, I, I have I have to leave. But what country? And I, I just can't. I've never left. I've never seen any other country. So, and I don't think I would want to live in the States. So. And um, why is that? Well, uh, Maybe I'm stereotyping. It just doesn't sound like a black people friendly country compared to Japan. <laughs> oh no, no, maybe no, no, I'm Japan. missing something here. <laughs> I'm not saying America's perfect, but compared to Japan, actually, Japan is not that racist. I mean, for dating in the dating scene, yes, but day to day life, not really. Right. Okay. So you, yeah. you go, look, America is, is a big old place, right? Hmm. You can't blob. It. It's like saying Europe almost, right? Like you can't right. blob it together and, and just like it's all this or that place. There's hmm. lots of places that, that are different. Um, but, you know, again, I, I can't be like your travel advisor or something like that's <laughs> not a philosophical question. But, of course, at 32, if you're yeah. thinking about having kids... Yes. If you're thinking about it, I know that you're not particularly keen on it, but let's say you find a guy, my advice would be to shave back to 30 to 50 mil just a smidge because you're talking about one in, uh, like probably one in a million guys. Right. But if, because if you are interested in potentially having kids, you, you got to get moving, right? I know. But. Mm, I st I still haven't finished. Don't my make me don't make me make that TikTok sound. <laughs> don't make me do it. Just don't make it. Sorry, go ahead. I still need. I feel if I am to, you know, take the jump to move, uh, I figured it would be more logical to have a master's degree first. I don't have that yet. I'm still in university, so I'm gonna after I finish this, I'm gonna try to get. I enrolled in a master's program. I feel maybe it would be easier to get a visa if I have a but master's. But it's a couple of years more, right? Yes. Okay, but so I, then you're mid-30s, right? And then, know. you know, you got to move and set up shop and find some guy. So, I mean, but that's what really kind of push job would I be able to get as a high school graduate in the, in the States as a foreigner? My life would be well, worse, but you, you I have feel. A, but you have a superpower. A superpower. A superpower is you speak Japanese. Right. Yes. So That's I, I guess. really good. You know, there's <laughs> lots of people who do business with Japan who, if you're fluent in Japanese and English... Mm -hmm. but usually I'm trying don't not to they be like your career a... counselor here, but that's pretty <laughs> wild. I, I know that they want more education. I get all of that. Yes. But if you can demonstrate the ability... You know, there are a lot of people in the business world who... And I know this. I was an entrepreneur for many years. A lot of people in the business world don't really care about credentials that much. I mean, if you look at the whole Bitcoin thing, right? The whole Bitcoin mm. thing is built on people. There aren't really that many credentials because it's kind of new in the business world, right? At least it was 
not too right. long ago. Right. So there are a lot of people, and you may have to work contacts or find people or whatever, but there are a lot of people who like, I don't really care that much about credentials. Some of the best people I ever hired mm-hmm. had never graduated from computer science. I mean, I was a head programmer and I'd never taken a computer course in my life. Right. So you, the credential thing, it's like, well, I have to jump through these hoops and then maybe, but if, see, here's the thing. You as an individual have gone through such a wild and unusual life story, right? Yes. I mean, if you were to write this down, it would be, as you did, right? I mean, (laughs) when you first sent me the email, I meant, no, that can't be a thing. (laughs) She's a troll. Like, no, I mean, and then I was reading more and I was like, you know, this is really genuine and a very heartfelt and, and honest person. So, but you've had such a unique experience that you're so... You're such an individual. Like, you have such unusual experiences and histories. You obviously, you know sales. You know marketing because of your time at the club, right? Right, right. You know computers. You know adult education. You've done teaching. You know English. You know Japanese. Like, you have a skill set that is really... I mean, if somebody's looking for the kind of stuff you do, they could look Mm. for a long time and never find anyone but you. (laughs) Really? Mm. Oh, absolutely. I guarantee you that. So you might be selling yourself short saying, well, I don't fit these particular letters that people want by behind my name, like a master's MA or MSc or whatever. Mm, right? mm. But there's a huge economy out there. I mean, here's the funny thing. Like, this is the funny thing. Mm-hmm. So you're talking to me about philosophy, right? Yes. Do I have a PhD in philosophy? Uh, no. I really don't. <laughs> <laughs> and so you're like, well, I got to have all these credentials, but you're talking to a guy. Who doesn't have those credentials? Mm. So. And you, I assume you, I'm, I assume I'm not like the 20th philosopher you emailed saying, I'd like to talk about my life and how, <laughs> right? I, 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 I'm going to go out on a limb here and say I was the first. You know, there are thousands of other philosophers in the world. They have degrees, they have teaching jobs, they have tenure, they have books published. They can call themselves a doctor of philosophy. Literally thousands of them in the world. And you skipped all over them and you came <laughs> to the guy with no, well, very few formal credentials. I mean, I have well, a master's, in, but you know, right? I've been listening to you for seven years now, so that's why. Right, so I've, I appreciate <laughs> that. and I've, So I've kept your attention and... and put a bee in your bonnet and, and giving you smiles and tears and right. Mm. So you want to talk to me without massive amounts of credentials, but then you say, well, for me to have value in the world, I got to have all those credentials. Well, mm, because it's like, it's, it, that's how it is here in Japan. But we're if talking you... not Japan. <laughs> right, right. It's just, I'm, yeah, I'm, Japan's I... kind of regimented and, you know, they're they're not super creative in their risk-taking approach, a yes. lot of Japanese people. Yes. Whereas, you know, there's a lot more roll the dice. Like, I mean, if I was an employer and, and I got to talk to you, I'd be like, wow, can this woman ever survive? Can this woman ever pull herself out of holes? I mean, the fact that you've gotten to within, you know, striking distance of starting a master's degree while yes. having zero functional education up until your late <laughs> teens... Yes. Like holy no. crap! Mid mid twenties actually. Mid twenties. Up until mid twenties. 
Japanese. So, okay, a quarter century. So you made it a quarter century with almost no education, and you're in university, you've been a teacher, right? I would look at that and say, wow, this woman's <laughs> like Sputnik. You know, I it's really like a rocket. <laughs> yeah, you have worked hard. I really did. I'm, and that's and, why I'm exhausted. Uh, right. Right. No, and that exhaustion, of course, is when you look at, hey, yay, another giant mountain to climb called move exactly. to another country. Exactly. Right, right. So I'm, I'm, yes, I'm, I'm, I'm afraid and I'm just afraid that I have to climb this next mountain I already climbed. So I guess, uh, but I, I know I should probably leave the country if that's what I want. Well, if you're telling me your ideal life is to have a husband and you can't find a husband for love or money in Japan. Yes. I hate to say that's a no-brainer because you're a really intelligent woman, but I, I get it's not an intelligence thing. It's just a exhaustion thing, which, again, I completely understand. I mean, you've had to climb up a mountain using only your teeth for over 30 years. Yes. Yes, that's, I'm that's exhausted. That's tiring stuff. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally get that. I really and and you know, like the old like you, there's a line from Blanche Dubois. Sorry to give you like the whitest person on the planet as as your <laughs> your inner voice, but you know, she's like, I just need a I need a soft place in the world to to land in. To yes, I just want to settle down and breathe. <sighs> now, let's turn for a sec to the if if it's right with you. To the escorting, right? To the prostitution. Now, yes. my first thought about that, obviously... I know, you don't like those things. <laughs> no, 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 I get that. I, I, don't worry about that. I mean, I just... first. My first question is, is it safe, right? I mean, I, I imagine in Japan it's safer than it would be in some other places. I, mm. I can't imagine in Saudi Arabia it'd be having a whole lot of fun. Mm -hmm. But are you relatively safe in what you're doing? Actually, Japan is a big... What, what should I say? A big, they have a big sex industry. So there's brothels everywhere, more than convenience stores. And um, am I is, say, is it legal in Japan? Um, so that's the thing. Yes and no. Uh, it's illegal to have intercourse, but everything else is okay. Oh, so like oral sex? No, it's just vaginal intercourse. That's the that's the line. Yes, but it's done behind closed doors as long as you don't publicly write it out. So right, that's right. why I say well, yes. They're not going to fill. They're not going to put a body cam on you and check, right? Okay. Yes, yes. That in Thailand maybe, but so so mm -hmm. there is a sex industry or, or sex tourism in Japan. Is it more domestic yeah. or is it more foreigners coming in? Ah, uh, both, both, both. But I guess more domestic, yes. And your level of risk, just help me, because, you know, obviously it's, caring about you, human being to human being, how's your level of risk? It's safe. Japan is a very safe country. I've never had any issue. I screamed them as well. So, yeah. Japan is and a very, very safe your... country. I can leave my wallet and then it will still be here. There. What's your screening process? Um. So I asked for their name, full names, and... Uh, License plate number, picture, and phone number. That's and then you'd, you'd like do a search, make sure they're not like some Jack the Ripper serial, blah, blah, right. blah, right? Convicted there's, no, okay. there's no kind of people like that here. It's a really safe country. Like, there's no crime. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no, not, I, I read this article just about how Japanese police are just bored out of their 
score. There are, There's nothing yes. to do, right? <laughs> so okay. yeah, I haven't had any issues. Um, I mean, I don't like it, but the mo- I needed I need the money to I needed the money to upgrade my life. So I, and that's and how did only- you how did you get into the field? What was the what was the process? Um, first I applied for an agency and I was working for them for a couple of months, but then I decided to go independent and I started doing it independent. And do you uh, advertise or, or how do you find clients? Is it word of mouth? Oh, no, no. I post on uh, online, online apps. Wow. Yes. There's specifically those kind of apps in Japan, yeah, where you can post. Okay, so so here, I mean, here's a tough question, right? And yes. I apologize for the toughness. Uh, it's you know, it's again, okay. it's meant with with yeah, it's meant with great concern for your future mm-hmm. and current well-being. I can't tell too much about the past, obviously, though I would if I could. Hmm. So, I mean, if you want a wealthy husband, yes, how's your wealthy husband going to feel about what you've been doing? Well, obviously, I wouldn't tell him. Is there a way for him to find out? No. Do you think that keeping that information from your husband is going to lead to a positive and healthy relationship? Um, how, how would he know, though? I mean, if he doesn't know, well, then it so, doesn't. Then if he doesn't know, then no, it doesn't. It, if he doesn't know, then it didn't exist. But it does exist. That I mean, that's the challenge, right? In that, if you look back and you say, if some miracle, like you'd won the lottery, some miracle had occurred, or mm. you'd made different choices, and you had never been an escort. Yes. I mean, you'd be a different person now if you'd never been an escort, right? No, I'd be even in a worse situation because I didn't have a job. No, no, I that's what, like, what I mean is if you'd won the lottery or, or some, if I won miracle, the lottery. some inheritance or, you know, like you, you, if you had not needed oh. to do it as you felt, like oh. you'd be a different person in terms of you, that is I mean, true. you wouldn't want that for yourself if there was an alternative that you could see. Right, right. right. Obviously, that was my last uh, option. Yes. So it exists because it's part of you. Right. Yes. It's part of it's part of what you've done in your life. And, yes. you know, let's just tossing all judgment aside because it's real easy to judge from the other side of the world when I've never mm-hmm. had those situations. So just tossing all judgment aside. Yes. He would. Because the effects of the escorting. Yes. Are within you. Yes. And so they're part of the marriage, but he wouldn't know specifically about it. Right. Yes. And so you would have to lie both directly and indirectly. Like there's the lying by omission, like, oh, what you've been doing for the last couple of years. And you're like, work in education. That's yeah. It's technically that's true, but I you're not him. really, yeah, you're not really saying the most, the other, the other part, right? No. And do you think that it's, do you think it's fair for a future husband for him not to know? But a lot of girls do this and I see some of them are happily married. So, do you mean a lot of Japanese girls or girls in Japan or... Yeah, a lot of Japanese girls, girls in Japan. Because the salary here is extremely low, so doing prostitution on the side is extremely common. Can you give me a rough guesstimate of... I mean, I know you've sort of a self-selecting group because there'd be people that you know, 
right. but can you give me a rough guesstimate of how many young Japanese women do you think are making money on the side in this way? Mm, I would say 60%. Gah! Yes. I was thinking it would top out because at 10. It's because it's not taboo here. It's not as taboo like it is in the States. It's pretty open. So then these girls, do you know if their husbands know about this when they get married or after? Mm, that I don't know. Probably not. Mm. Probably not. Wow. But I wow. Yes. And they, they, well, the effects they're of happy. the 30-year recession, eh? Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> they seem happy. They're happy. Right. Yeah. Wow. So I don't think it's, it's an issue. It's just a cultural thing. But so it, outside I know... Japan, right? Because that's the challenge, right? It may not be an issue in Japan, but the other issue is you can't find a husband in Japan, right? But men marry escorts all the time, too. So I don't think they care, to be honest. But if they, they don't care, star, hang on, if they don't care, if they don't care, why wouldn't you tell? Hmm. Well, I mean, I don't care that a woman's lived in Denver. <laughs> so, but if she goes to great pains to hide that she ever lived in Denver and then says, well, he wouldn't care, then that's a contradictory position, right? Right. Well, I guess he might care a little bit. I guess it depends on how we meet. If I marry a client, obviously he doesn't care. Right. But, you, I mean, you can't really marry a client because clients won't marry you in Japan, right? Well, sometimes they're single. But, yes, the clients, Japanese men in general, they are not interested in a black girl, in a black woman. Right. Or well, I guess they would be interested in it from an escort sense, right? But yes, not they will. Yes, yes, they will sleep me with me behind closed doors, but not in public. Right, I mean, and that may be just be a family thing, right? A family thing, M maybe more so than a the individual, like in thing. terms. Of, right, right, right. Mm. So that's why I thought, okay, maybe this is how I can, uh, and I also get to connect with people sometimes. I get to become boyfriend and girlfriends like with my clients. So that's the only way I feel that's the only way to get what I'm trying to look for. But uh, did I get this right that the boyfriend and girlfriend thing still does involve there was the guy sending you a thousand a month? Well, so, yes. So, but, mm -hmm. so sorry, the, the boyfriend girlfriend thing is not what traditionally would be a boyfriend and girlfriend thing. It's right. also somewhat like a more permanent escort thing. But uh, now it's more on a deeper level. It's not, uh, I see him, I get the cash. He gives me a monthly allowance. It's like uh, an allowance, not really right. payment for but my service. Boyfriends and, generally, and, yeah, but boyfriends generally don't give girlfriends allowance. I mean, outside of Japan or outside of this kind of, maybe mm -hmm. it's more like the, is it more like the mistress thing? Like the man gives the mistress an allowance? Yes, so I so I guess um, a mistress, I should say. Maybe okay. that's more yeah, appropriate. Yes, so I'm a yeah. mistress, yes. Now, I also, I'm checking and my I was watch very because happy. I know mm. I'm sorry? I was very happy. Oh, with the boyfriend thing? Yes. Well, but it's not going to get you the settle down thing, right? Yes, so I need to... I mean, to... I assume you don't want to be a mistress till... I assume there's a, uh, an aging out for mistresses at some point, maybe in your yes. 40s or whatever. So, 
Yes. You know, that then you've still got another 40 years to go and right. you're beyond wife material, you're beyond mistress material, you're beyond right. escort material, then it's like you're twiddling thumbs and piling up cats in the back <laughs> 40, right? Right. So I'm still trying to look for a regular boyfriend at the same time, but it's hard because they're not interested. And have you tried... You know, it's funny because, you know, this is sort of a male-female thing. I'm trying mm -hmm. to sort of figure out which key might work in the lock, so to speak, in terms mm -hmm. of solving problems. But, you know, have you tried looking uh, outside, I mean, international dating sites or, or something where you might be able to get? Because if you had a man to go to, it might mm -hmm. mean, it might feel that moving to a less, to a different country was less bad or less right. exhausting. I mean, at the beginning, I tried that, but I only got trolls. Like, they're not serious. If it's overseas, usually it, it's not serious. What do you mean trolls? Like, just people who want your bank account info or? No, just uh, just trying to masturbate at the end of the day or get naked pictures. Yeah. Or all through the day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it, it doesn't right. work like that. The, per the person has to be here in my city. Right. Now, I know you have, you've got about half hour before you've got to go. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. So, so listen, first of all, again, I just want to reiterate, like, I'm so incredibly sorry for the history that you've had. And also, listen, I'm full of significant admiration of what you managed to pull yourself out of and where you've managed to get to. Thank you. And that yeah. is yes, I'm admirable proud in, too. in many ways. I'm sorry? Yeah. I'm proud of myself, too. I didn't know I would be able to get this far. Right, right. So I'm aware that we've got some time. I want to make sure that I focus on, I have a thought about what I want to focus on, but it's, it's your convo, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you're, you're the client. You know how that goes, right? So you got to do right. what the client wants. And I really want to make sure I, I sort of point my brain at what's most valuable to you. Mm. To me, I think the biggest barrier seems mm. to be the exhaustion. Yeah. yeah. That's, but yeah, is it? Because if there's something else you want me to focus on, I'm all yours. Um, so maybe the exhaustion and when I see other, like, so my boyfriend has a, a daughter and he talks about his daughter sometimes and I just feel jealous and it makes me remind, it reminds me that how unfortunate I was because I know, uh, your life is basically predetermined the moment you're born. So you know, I just didn't get the right card. Sorry, and what now? What? Sorry, uh, what? You want to you want to back that statement? I think we hit something on the road, and you're like, really? "Well, let's just keep driving." I'm like, "Driving." I'm like, "No, no, no. Let's let's what? what Your do life you mean? is predetermined where you're born. When you're born, the moment you're born. Yes, that's how I think it is. Why? Because of the family you're born into, it it significantly affects your life. If you're born well, okay. into a hey, Hang on, hang on. Significantly affects your life. Absolutely. I agree with you 100%. Exactly. So it's Predetermined already... like, like you're just a train on a track? No. Now we got free will. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, that's my argument, right? We have free will. And with self-knowledge and with philosophy comes choices that we wouldn't have imagined before. Because if you feel like you're just a rock bouncing down a hill or a train on a set of train tracks, then... Trying to will but something your in your life is going to be exhausting. affects your adult life as well. So if you're one person is a bo um, born in an abusive uh, family versus one with a good family that sends him to school, that that 
there's going to be a, a gap. Like you can't um, yes, reach but out. You don't know which channel, but you don't know which way the gap is going to go. That's the challenge. So I was always going to end up on a more absolutist course. Now, I mean, I don't want to make this about me, so just real quickly, right? So, you know, I mean, born to uh, basically a single mom, uh, absent dad, grinding poverty, abuse, neglect, both parents in mental institutions. So how would you expect, I mean, if if that's all you knew, how would you expect my life to play out if that's all you knew? struggle well you would assume that it would be pretty bad right i mean in terms of like right optimal outcomes aha but i have white privilege no i'm just kidding right (laughs) so so i mean so because of all of that all of those disasters it gave me a very strong desire to do the opposite like when you have if you grow up with a mom who never exercises and eats all the time and she's morbidly obese Yes. You can sit there and say, well, I guess I have no choice. It's in my genetics. I'm going to get fat. Or you can say, man, I saw what happened when you don't exercise and eat all the time, so I'm not going to do that. You could end up super fit out of that environment, right? I in fact, you could so. end up more fit. You could end up more fit than if you didn't have a fat mom. I guess so. I'm a better dad and a better person because of the shit I went through as a kid. Guaranteed. But you will still carry the emotional scar with you. What does it mean if it's made me a better person? Can you still call it a scar? It's like saying, well, I was fat as a kid, but then I worked out like crazy and I got lean, but I still carry that fat within me. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I'm going to talk about me. Well, if I wasn't born in this abusive situation, I would have had a different life. I wouldn't be this exhausted and have to go into debt, having to escort. I, I watch all my friends. They're, they're born into regular families. They're way ahead of me now. So your, your life is pretty much based on what kind of family you're born into. Well, but it's not though, because you not, can not see two people. From, hang on, you can see two people. You can see two people from the same family with very different outcomes. Very different outcomes, yes. Because maybe the exhaustion is. This is why I jumped, <laughs> rightly or wrongly. This is why I jumped on that statement of yours. <laughs> because I wanted to talk about exhaustion, and then you started talking about determinism. Right. Now, determinism does make people kind of exhausted, at least from what I've seen. Yes. Because if it's so hard to jump tracks, everything seems like an exhausting effort, right? Yes. So if you believe that who you are going to be is determined, and listen, I'm aware, fully aware that I'm talking partly out of my ass here, like with all due humility, you had it worse than me. You had it worse than me. So uh, I, I'm saying this with you know, all delicacy and sensitivity and aware that I'm talking half out of my ass here. But nonetheless, I'll make the case strenuously because I think that's the best, right, the best <laughs> thing. So if you say, I am my past, then who you are can't change because your past can't change, right? You, you can't go back and be born in a better situation or not be molested or not be neglected or not be abused, right? Right. So if, if, if you say the scars, right? 
but we yes. have living brains. We can rewire. We can change things enormously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We are not. You know, if if you have, like, I've got a scar on my neck from a surgery, it's always going to be there. I mean, maybe I could get some crazy surgery or, or plastic surgery to get rid of it. I don't really care. Mm-hmm. But emotional scars... A scar is something that's always going to impede you, that's always going to be a kind of negative, right? Yes. But you can you can use, I mean, to take a silly example, right? You think of a diving board, right? So in a diving board, the height is the depression, right? So the further down you go, when you bounce on that diving board, the further down you go, the higher up you go. Because it's yes. like a spring, right? Yes. So your childhood, look, if you become a mom, are you going to keep your child safe from molesters? Obviously. Right. So that's a massive improvement. And I, I bet you're going to be better at spotting these monstrous creeps Yes. Uh, than somebody I, who'd never been abused. Yes, I'm very good at spotting them. I was always right. able to tell. So what you went through, the horrors and exploitation that you went through, is a shield for your children to come. Mm. Now, that's not like a scar, right? A scar right. doesn't make the next generation more limber. Mm. A scar is just personal. A scar is just on you, and it, all it does is limit you to some degree. But here, this is more like a springboard, right? Because you will have a greater desire and ability to protect your children. Yes. Because of what you went through. Right. That's why I'm a better dad because of what I went through. Now, it doesn't make it okay what you went through, obviously, and it doesn't make it something that you want to have or you can justify. It doesn't make any... But it's the best and greatest good you can get out of what you went through is to say, I know enough about evil, and it was straight up evil how you were raised. Straight up evil, like almost no breaks in the clouds as far as I can see. Yes. So you are incredibly well-schooled in evil. Now, that means you're going to be kind of super evil or super good. <laughs> like, I hate to say it. Like, it's sort of like if you, you take a giant... You ever see this, like the Olympic divers, right? Mm-hmm. And they take these giant jumps and they go down and part of you is like, how come the board doesn't break? Right. <laughs> like, it's bent like almost 90 degrees or whatever. It's like, how could that not break? But that's the way it is. You jump up so high with a bad childhood that you come down so hard, you either break and fall into evil Mm. or you spring into a virtue you could never have achieved otherwise. Right. But if you think it's, well, my life is determined by where I was born, which I have no control over, and there's scar tissue, and I can't get over it, and then everything is going to be kind of exhausting. But if you look at it as like a springboard... Mm that you were so deeply exploited by genuine black-hearted evildoers. Sorry to Mm. insult the word black, but you know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Like really ugly, evil people. Yes. That this is a height that you can achieve that would have been impossible otherwise. And if you can get that momentum, you know, like that judo thing where you use the momentum of your opponent to win, if you can use the momentum of having survived evildoers... It can give you, I mean, I say this is coming up on 5,000 shows. I can give you an incredible amount of energy. Mm. Well, I guess that's why I was able to get 
where I am now. And that's amazing. And again, no, no shortage of praise from me on all of that. But we're looking at the next thing. Right. And the next so thing is you want to settle down, step. but you feel, but you feel exhausted, and yes. maybe your your recoiling from the past has gotten you as far as you can. Mm. Right. It's almost like like you're walking in the woods and some bear jumps at you, and you sprint for like a mile to get away from the bear, mm-hmm. and then it's just like, man, I'm exhausted, and I have no idea where to, I've just been running away. I've just been escaping. I don't know right. where the hell to go from here. Right. It's true. And the exhaustion, I think it's two things. I think it is this, you have, because when you're also forgiving in a sense the evildoers who hurt you so much and ignored and neglected and abused and molested and exploited you as a child because you're saying, mm-hmm. Well, if you're just determined by who you're born into, family you're born into, then they were born into that family, and that's why they are who they were, and they were just like machines that were poking at me or whatever, right? <laughs> but a lot of the a lot of the pluses that come out of being hurt as a child come out of a genuine and deep and just anger. Look, yeah. Your mom could have done differently. Your dad could have done differently. Your stepdad could have done differently. His mistress slash business partner slash complete bitch from hell could have done differently. Mm-hmm. They all had choices. Now, you as a kid, no choice. I'm 100% on that. They could have done differently. They could have stepped up. They could have been responsible. You know, that son of a bitch who molested you as a kid, he could have gotten help. He could have gotten treatment. He could have, I don't know, cut his balls off with a rusty knife for all I care. Mm-hmm. Right? But... They, they all could have done differently. Yeah. And they didn't. And they didn't. They're 100% responsible for that. They don't get the excuse of childhood mm-hmm. as adults. Well, I and guess they uncons- didn't yeah, sorry, care. I guess they didn't care because um, legally I'm not his daughter. Well, anybody who chooses to restrain themselves from evildoing because of legal technicalities is never going to restrain themselves from evildoing because, right? That's not a that's not a thing, right? Right. I mean, you, you don't you don't do that to children because children can't consent because children are vulnerable because children are dependent because children have no voice because, right? Because yeah. it's evil. Yes. Now, so that that's the one thing I would I would really you know challenge that kind of determinism that erupted in the last part of our conversation, the determinism that says, well, what's that line from that old Everlast song, right? Where you, mm-hmm. where you end is usually where you start. I don't believe that. I don't believe that. And you'd have no show to listen to if I did. Right. I think you have enormous capabilities to, but, but, but anger is the key. Anger. And determinism mm-hmm. robs us from the just anger that can help us really give us energy to change. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you do you think that the people like let's just talk about your stepdad? He's the most vivid guy for me. <laughs> okay. Was he an evil guy? Did could he have done better? Does, does he did he have choices? Was he evil? Was he? Mm, so normal. He was mm, evil. But yes, he was. He wasn't really a good person. He's a businessman. But um, not really. Okay. A good... <laughs> no, no, no. That's 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 about as wishy-washy a statement as I've ever heard, mm-hmm. ever heard on this show. Was he evil? Wasn't a super great guy. Was business? 
no, no, no. Was he an evil? Look, I'm not sort of trying to corner you into saying, yes, yes, he was evil. But, I mean, to me, it's cut and dried. Yes, he abused and and molested, sexually assaulted a helpless child. Yes. I mean, if that's not evil, there's no evil, right? That's right. about as evil as things can be, right? Yes. So for, I'm just saying for me, yeah, straight up evil. And there's yes. no almost no punishment that would be, you know, that would make me go, ooh, that's too far, right? Mm-hmm. Was he, to you, an evil guy? Yes. Okay. Now, you're not just yeah. saying that. I know, you know. No, 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 no. Maybe you want to please No, him. no, no. Um, yes, I, I really wanted to get out of there. So, uh, yes, he was. Now, your mother's job was to protect you. Now, your stepfather's too, right? But your mother's job was to protect you and your father's job was to protect you, right? Yes. So your mother could say, well, you know, I left you back there because, hey, much better life and so on. Yes. But she's got a bloody responsibility to check on that, right? Right. She, she got a responsibility didn't to call you up and say, how are things going? Tell me everything that's happening. Are you safe? Are you secure? Are you happy? Are you... Like, she's got a re- duty, care, and responsibility because she chose to have a child. Did she, she do any of that? No, she didn't care about me either, to be honest. That's evil too. Mm-hmm. To abandon a child to a pedophile, if that's the right phrase, to abandon mm-hmm. a child to a pedophile and to never circle back to check up. Is that evil? Yes. I think so. Yep. The mistress slash business partner. Yes. You know, and whenever you would say mistress slash, I think that the next story was going to be about a shiv or a knifing or something. The mistress <laughs> slashed me with a knife. Okay, mistress slash business partner. Yes. She participated in dumping you uneducated out on the streets, right? Yep. I was surprised with that. I thought she would help, but she listens right. to everything he says. If, she, if he says jump, then she jumps. So don't care. Why. Don't care. She's, is she 100% responsible for her actions and choices? Yes. Was she evil? Mm, that night she was, yes. When I came back Well, home. it's not just that night. Yeah. It's not just that night because there's the question of conscience that circles afterwards, right? So that night she's like, get out into the streets, right? Yes. But, but... The next day, the next week, the next month, she could have done something to try and find you, to try and say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I was drunk. I was under the influence of this terrible guy. I I can't believe what I did. Something to rescue you, right? No, she didn't do that. So it's not just a one-night thing. Right. She ever apologized ever since? She could contact you pretty easily, right? Right, right. She has my contact. Right. So the evil has gone on. 20-odd years, right? Yep. It's not one night. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I don't agree or like the fact that there are men who will have sex with you but would never commit to you, who are paying you for sex. You know, I don't think that's a good thing. I don't think that's a healthy thing. I don't think that's... I, I get money, desperation, blah, blah, blah. Hmm. So I just, you know, I just want to be clear about that. I mean... It's not like you have to make any big decisions based upon me putting a pouty face on about this stuff, but it is, uh, I think it is, I think it's destructive. I think it's harmful to you. I think it's harmful to your 
capacity to bond in a healthy sexual manner or in a romantic manner. That's and true. Mm. It's it's hard not to feel used if it's like, well, you're good enough to have sex with, but you know, I wouldn't want to be seen in public with you. That's kind of humiliating, right? It is. I hate doing it, but I need the money. Do you not think that if there was, if this was impossible for whatever reason, mm. that there'd be no other way to to do it, to get the money, or to find a way? Mm. Ah. Maybe I could work at a factory. And I say this because, I, I mean, I've never had that option, at least when I was younger and, and broke. It was never like, well, I'll go swing my purse at a street lamp. I know it's not what you do, but you know what I mean, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Nobody was going to pay me a bunch of money to go on a date or to watch me shake my spotty ass, right? So <laughs> so I just wonder, for, for women for whom that is not available, do they find another way? Like, you're a very attractive woman. I can see this through the photo and all of that, and a very appealing personality and, and so on. So for, for women, or for men, for that matter, hmm. who don't have this option, they don't just die in the streets. Don't they find some way? I suppose. I suppose, yeah, I could work in a factory. I don't, I didn't have a, I don't have a degree, so maybe a I could only get a factory work or a convenience store work. But those jobs usually don't really pay much. You're kind of living on the but there's edge. A, listen, there's, you know that there's a price for everything, right? Nothing comes for free. So you can say, well, there's more money. But the reason there's more money is that there's, the cost is elsewhere, right? That's yes. why you get paid more. Right. Yes. So the cost is elsewhere and the cost is going to be maybe having to lie to your future husband. The cost is going to be maybe having trouble with sexual or romantic or love bonding with a future husband. Right. Right. There is a pr- So you can say, oh, but this is extra money. But, you know, you've got to always look, I think, at the cost as well. Right. Like what's the hidden cost behind the extra money? It's sort of like, well, I'm a professor. Look at this. I get three months off in the summer and I get $175,000 a year and I have to work 15 hours a week. It's like, yeah, but that comes at a very heavy price of conformity and silence. So I'm just, you know, the plus column is easy, right? You said, what was it, a couple of grand a month or more, right? So the plus column is easy, but, you know, keep keep an eye on that that minus column, right? I mean, that that can be pretty significant. I know. It's just that I need the money to go to school and stuff like that. How am I going to do that without the money? Well, again, that's if you need the money to go to school, that's in Japan. Maybe you do need more credentials, but in the entrepreneurial field elsewhere, credentials are less important. As a foreigner, will I be able to get a proper job? I mean, if I go to the States, I'll be a foreigner. Again, I, I can't sort of answer that, um, but maybe there's things that you could do to work remotely. Maybe there's translation services. Maybe there's people mm. who need entree to something to do with Japan. They need knowledge of the culture or the, the business environment, or they need advisors or something like that. And they're not going to care about degrees in that. They just care that you have the knowledge and can help them. And, of course, you do have some. That would be nice to do. I would, yeah. Right. Something like that. So, but, but because you have an income source, which is the escort stuff, you're not looking for that other stuff. And, you know, that's just my annoying, you know, just, just <laughs> trying to look out for your future soul kind of thing that there, there is a cost to this that, that is pretty deep. And listen, to be frank, one of the costs is if you are looking 
I don't know the odds, but if you're looking for a guy who's pretty wealthy, then yes. a guy who's pretty wealthy, he has a lot of choices, right? He has a lot of options. Yes. Will he choose a woman? And again, you can say, well, he won't know or whatever. And I get that, right? But will he choose a woman who was an escort? If, if he knew, right? Well, he, I think he would rather choose a woman who wasn't an escort in the past if he has all these choices, right? Right. All right. Now then, if you have to take a significant portion of your life and hide it as a shameful secret, that has a cost as well. Now, in Japan, maybe it's some weird way that it works. It's something I don't really fully understand. Seems a little mm -hmm. demonic to me, but, you know, I don't know much about the Japanese culture. I mean, I didn't even know that this 60% estimate, which, again, um, is pretty wild. But mm -hmm. elsewhere, I think X escort Yes. Is kind of a, can be kind of a deal breaker. And that's another thing that, like, you may end up saying, well, I have more money now, but I have to accept a husband who makes less money down the road. And it, you may end up losing more money than you gain in the long run because the effects, whether you say it or not, the effects are probably still there to some degree, right? I right. mean, you, you're going to dissociate in romantic or sexual situations, I would assume, not just because of what the terrible things that happened to you as a child, but the escorting as well. There has to be a certain um, blanking out or what they call dissociation. You're just kind of out of body or just kind of zoning out, not really being there. Right. And that's a skill that would have unfortunately happened when you were being molested as a, as a girl. And that gives you the ability to get through the escort stuff, which you say you hate, but it's going to have trouble I think in your life when you want to have that, you know, joyful romantic intimacy with a husband or a boyfriend, you've trained yourself kind of in the wrong direction, if that makes sense. Yes. So, yeah, that's just my, I don't know, slightly cautionary tale of looking at the minus column rather than just the plus column because... I mean, I, I, I don't, I know it's not a good thing to do. It's just... Uh, uh, I know the consequences. It's just that I I choose to better my life first. Well, hey, we're back to choice, so I'm ambivalent, you know? I'm happy that you're back to choice and free will. What you're choosing, uh, you know, <laughs> a different matter. Now, listen, again, I know you've got to go shortly, but let, let me just mm -hmm. ask you this. Have you looked into, you know, I'm constantly nagging people and reminding people of just how great talk therapy is? Yes. Is this something that you have looked into or, or something that you've thought of? Okay. I I did Japan doesn't really have a therapy. So um but there's some that was available and I did call um like a week ago. And I, I don't know. I I just don't believe in therapy. I mean, I just sat on the phone talking about nothing. They just listen. So and oh. I I I just can't also get myself to talk tell someone some stranger on the phone that i was molested and something like that i it it, it just doesn't work for me i feel like it's a waste yeah, of like time yeah like an in person too. thing might be better not even in person i just feel like it's a waste of time to talk about it what what's the point hmm. if i'm not getting any advice well i yeah i if they're just you know that really blank freudian uh-huh tell me more uh-huh tell me more yeah, <laughs> right. I, I don't know that that's particularly helpful that's just like throwing money down a well it's like okay well money's gone and i got nothing <laughs> back mm. if listen if you like i know money's tight and all that if you do find a good therapist i 
absolutely would would be happy to to fund the therapy if if you found someone good that was really helping and money was tight and I wouldn't mm-hmm. want you doing anything, you know, dangerous or or harmful to your soul. So yeah, just if you find a good therapist, just drop me a line. I'm happy to to give you some money for for therapy. Um, just just keep me posted about that. But if you can find a Thank good therapist, you. I think it can do wonders. I think it can be great. But uh, yeah, if you haven't found the right one, I mean, I went through one or two before I found a good one, and it was it was kind of brutal. Um, well, I guess I could try again. I'll try again. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if it's phone phone, right? Maybe you can find somebody outside of uh, East Asian culture or whatever. It could be could mm-hmm. be better. Yeah. Okay. Listen. I, again, I know time's tight. Um, yes. Is there is there anything that that you wanted to mention, or anything that we haven't touched on, or or how's the conversation been for you as a whole? Um. So, uh, yes. I I I wanted to ask you, like, how do I sometimes how do I like let go of this feeling? Like uh, my childhood memories. It, it feels like a burden to me and I get sad sometimes for no reason because I see other people with easier lives and I just get envious and jealous and angry. Right. And I don't want to be like that. So I, I was just wondering how can I let go of this or bury it? I'm trying to bury well, it, so, but then it doesn't. Yeah. Burying does not, does not work. Right. Burying it doesn't work. So yes. listen, there's nothing wrong with being envious or jealous or angry. Envy, mm-hmm. you know, like, you know, if, if you go see the new Top Gun movie, yeah, every guy comes home and does 50 sit-ups, right? Because those guys look fantastic now. Again, they've yes. been working at it for months and guys yes. in the army don't look like that. But So envy is fine. You know, if you see someone who has something that you want, that could be a motivation mm-hmm. for you to get there. Mm-hmm. If you envy people who came from happier families, that could be a motivation for you to create a happily, happier family in the future. So to me, just accept the emotions, open up to the emotions, and love even the most inconvenient emotions have something. And sometimes the most inconvenient emotions have the most to teach you, the most to tell you. You Mm. were unbelievably cornered, exploited, and abused by just about the most evil people around. And I'm, I'm, again, I know I've said it before, I'll say it again. I'm so incredibly sorry for that. That's monstrous, actually monstrous what happened to you and it happens to all too many women and yeah. all too many men so yeah. i say accept that you were most cruelly violated and that the people who did it to you are stone evil people yes. as far as i can tell yes let yourself get angry let yourself you know pound pillows let yourself you know scream into pillows if you have to but to to get out of that circular track the feelings that you had as a child yes are there to prevent you from having the same situation occur as an adult so i think part of the the lack of anger or or the suppression of your feelings about yes. sexual exploitation may have led you to be more comfortable with being an escort because it it is a similar kind of exploitation again i know money's involved so i'm not saying it's exactly the same but um, right. The the skills that you you the, the tragic skills that you developed as a victim of of childhood sexual abuse are probably feeding into what's happening in the escort scene. And yes, so you, the feelings that you had of of being violated, of being angry, of being neglected and abandoned as a child, if yes. you get in touch with those feelings, they will work very hard to protect you in the here and now. But the more you suppress those feelings, the more it's easier to get exploited in the present. Mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. Right. Yeah. Yes, it does. 
And I would like to see you get out of this stuff. I would like to see you get out of this exploitation and or, or being used, right? Because look, this is the thing. These guys are paying you, but they're just using you for your body. Yes, and, it's very unpleasant. You know, the, the your stepfather was also just using you for your body. Yes. So there is a continuity between the two. And um, again, I, I get morally, it's not exactly the same. And, and But I'm just emotionally... Your feelings are not yet protecting you from exploitation, particularly sexual exploitation or exploitation of your body. And I think if you accept and get in touch with and, and listen and absorb yes. more of the feelings of what happened to you as a child, the, the anger of frustration and helplessness that you felt, yes. then those, you know, think of your immune system, right? So the immune system is you, you had a bug mm-hmm. and your immune system had to grow the T cells or whatever the hell happens, had to grow the, the cells to fight the bug. But then the next time you see that bug, then like, boom, got it, right? You, you, like, you only get the, cold, the same cold once, right? Because the next right. time you, you, you know, right? Right. So the, the experience, the emotions are the immune system, right? So if you experience the horrors that happened to you as a child, Yes. And I would strongly suggest get a good therapist because it's going to be some strong stuff. I mean, it, it absolutely is because you were unbelievably cruelly treated as a child. So so if you get in touch with those feelings, those feelings, when liberated within you, will identify quickly exploiters mm-hmm. in the here and now and keep you mm-hmm. clear. Whereas if you get married or, you know, are you safe from a potential exploiter? Well, if you haven't gone through or integrated the feelings you had as a child... Yes. They're not available to help protect you in the present. And then it's like a new virus every single time. You don't have the immunity to, to deal with it, if that makes sense. Right. Yes, I, now, I this can be journaling. Sorry. Yeah, mm. This can be journaling. This can be books. This, you know, I, as I said before, John Gray has some good ones. Nathaniel Brandon has some good workbooks. So this could mm-hmm. be stuff that you work on. But, I mean... Again, I'm a big fan of the talk therapy, if you can find the right one, and let me know if I can help fund it. But that is, I think, the important thing, because I would sure hate you to, you know, some guy's going to come along, he's going to be like, oh, you're the best thing since sliced bread. So I'm going to set you up with an apartment, I'm going to pay you two grand a month, and and then you're going to get used in that kind of way. You say, oh, yes, but I'm using him for money. And it's like, yeah, but money doesn't have the same intimacy as sexual acts, obviously, right? Yes. And so... So then you're going to get set up and you're going to drift past your fertility window and you're going to age out of escorting and you're going to age out of the marriage market. And then like that to me would be really tragic because then you're, you're right back where you started. Being exactly. Excluded I'm and afraid alone, of that right? too. I'm afraid of right. that happening too. And there's, I think there's a real chance. And I think that the way you jump those tracks is to work with your childhood feelings and to kick off the determinism to recognize the evils and let your anger be your immune system. Let your the fear, the helplessness, all of that, let that work through you and it mm. will keep you safe. Then you'll see predators from miles away rather than having them jump out from grass two feet to your right. Right. Yes, I can usually spot. Yes, but not necessarily the cost, right? <sighs> I mean, you can spot these creeps in a sense because they'll give mm-hmm. you money for sexual access, but... Mm. You're not that good at spotting the cost, I, I would argue. I mean, that would be my guess, right? I guess so. I mean, I, I understand it's not good for me, but there's always a sacrifice, so... It's a sacrifice. Well, there is always a sacrifice, to... but some but some fact sacrifices are less costly than others. That's true. 
you know, saying, you know, I've got a cut on my finger. Well, I could just saw the whole finger off and then I don't have a cut on my finger anymore. It's like, yeah, but there's better things to do than, you know, not all sacrifices are equal. Right. Now, do you have to, do you have to go? Is that, I think, I know we've got a hard stop here because you've got uh, somewhere to go. I have to go to school. Um, okay. Yes. Well, listen, I hugely, again, massive sympathies. I hugely appreciate the conversation. It was a really, I mean, great conversation for me. I hope it was helpful for you. And, and will you will you keep me posted about how things are going? Yes, yes. Thank you. And please, please let me know if there's anywhere that I can help out, if you can find a good therapist. I'm really, really happy to help. And uh, I wish you, wish you the very best. And again, massive sympathies for where you started. But man, have you ever come a long way. And that's something to be truly, truly proud of. Yes. Thank you very much. I really Thanks, appreciate sister. it. Thanks, Take care. Keep me posted. Okay. Bye.